She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the book besties. I'm doing a thing too. It's called sitting. She's really annoyingly optimistic, which we actually learn is because um, she had some mental health issues. She came down in a bubble, dog. A bubble. You're going to look at me and tell me I'm wrong? Sometimes I get a little headache from you right here. Super forking confusing. What the hell? <laughs> I am Robot Molly. Oh my gosh. Today, so weird. Besties, episode number eight. Welcome. No. We are talking about Vibrant. No. Hi. Lauren Asher. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. We just got off with Hillary and yeah, I one guess- of our guests for next month is your friend Hillary in Ireland. And I don't know. I get goofy with her because she, she's like you. She moms me just a little bit enough. Mm-hmm. It's my safe space. So having so my two little because, sorry, mom ahead. best friends yeah. right there, it just it made it's, me happy to see you guys together. It's funny I love because you so much. Oh, I love you too. It's funny because I never met her because you became friends after I left. So. Yeah. She's my replacement, and I feel a lot of things about that. And she looks like you, <laughs> just as much as you look like me. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about you replacing me with someone. You're not replaced. Mm-hmm. Sure. She just, and that's the weird thing. I didn't pick her. You have to understand, I didn't pick Hillary. My daughter picked her picked daughter. Her daughter. <laughs> and that's, I was I, given I, a new... I, I mean, Hillary and I can go over this when she comes to visit, but they're my future Mm in-laws. Anybody that sees our daughters interact know that our daughters, even if it's a heterosexual relationship, they are paired for life, those two. Mm -hmm. They picked each other in the first grade and keep picking each other every single fucking day. Every single fucking day. It is beautiful and sweet and... Also a little concerning that they are so obsessed with each other at such a young age, but that's beside the point. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And also next month we have Chessie coming back who sent me a very funny message on Instagram and and I love her. (laughs) I love her. And I want to talk to Chessie about mine and her conversation because around that same time her and I were communicating about writing. I really want to ask her this time, even if she won't say on pod, I keep forgetting to ask her every time she's come on which ending she prefers for Eliza and her monsters because there's oh you know ending. very well it, she wrote that second ending on purpose I just want to know which one she likes better because I like the second one she like won't say them. she won't pick I, I want her to we'll get her on record well I'm gonna ask her anyway all right so um, hey I'm doing this thing I'm okay gonna, I'm gonna send you the link so you I'm doing get... a thing too it's called sitting <laughs> so tell me about your thing now that we've talked about mine <laughs> I told you I was in a weird mood. I'm sorry. Sometimes I get a little headache from you right here. (laughs) Ironically, it's the same place that Tom gives me a headache. So. High five, Tom. Apparently that's reserved for people that I love a lot. Um, Okay, so. So Tom headache, got it. So for the month of March, 
Mm-hmm. Which this this episode is for the last week in January. If y'all are nope, February. If y'all are listening to it. It's the last week in February. This um, is our last romance booking. Mm-hmm. And for the month of March, I have signed up to raise money for the organization to write love on her arms. So I'll send my challenge link and also more information about to write love on her on her arms you'll find it in the uh, description below i don't i've this is the first i've ever seen of it so i'd love to know more so yeah i'd like to tell you more so to write love on her arms is an organization that was founded in florida um it was founded by uh two friends of a woman who had an issue uh she had a substance abuse addiction she was suicidal um and she was Mm self-harming um and basically the whole whole idea of to write love on her arms is instead of the scarring that she was leaving for herself we're gonna leave love on her um and they started in florida um when i was actually teaching there and i discovered the organization because they started going to a lot of like alt concerts like all over Mm -hmm. the state um really big in the emo crowd um and they raise money to raise both awareness and um uh other services for people in need who have mental health issues um and are self-harming um addicts uh suicidal um, so that they can get the help and support that they need so i signed up for this challenge um I was such a big fan of To Write Love on Our Arms. I've been a big fan of theirs since their founding. Um, I had several students when I was teaching who self-harmed, and I had a student who tried to commit suicide at school. Um, Mm. And so I'm really a fan of what their organization is doing to help young people, um, well, people of all ages. So this uh, fundraiser, I have agreed to read 20 minutes per day, per day, which is easy for me because I read an audio book like three hours a day. So I'm going to meet this goal. But if you would like to support the organization or you want to start a challenge of your own and raise money for them, please do. Um, It's a wonderful organization. Um, It's beautiful. And I am proud to be a part of this fundraiser they have going on. Um, And they have a Facebook group for all of us who are participating. And I did give a shout out to our pod and mention that I was half of the Book Besties podcast. Um, And so uh, if anybody is now joining us from there, thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Um, We do talk about uh, some episodes. Very triggering Some episodes have a lot of trigger warnings. This book that we're going to talk about today does have some trigger warnings. So just know that we love you and you are welcome to come back when there's an this episode is a that's safe a little space. bit easier for okay. you. Yeah. Safe space. We are allies. Um, we are safe people. We we actually had somebody I'm more recently, than an ally, but that is right. Well, yeah, we recently had somebody message us about audiobooks because the person is uh, was dyslexic. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're in a different country and audiobooks were not. I want to, let me find my phone. I want to thank her. I, I, you know, I'm not going to put her, that person. Yeah, on I don't want to put her up. up I don't want to put that person but, on last, but I want to thank you. Question. Yeah. What a, and the fact that I know English wasn't your second language mm-hmm. and the fact that you felt I was safe, we were mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. It meant the world to April and I, it and really I'm not going to lie. You guys know that I'm, I use medicinal marijuana and I was stony pants and crying when I text April. And I was like, uh, uh, and April's like, message her back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I thought it was really sweet. Um, the country where she is, audiobooks are, are really only for people that have visual impairments and not for people that have uh, reading disabilities. Yeah. Um, and so she kind of gets crapped on because she's reading audiobooks and we want her to know and Molly responded we read audiobooks we count it as reading it Word. is 100% reading um, it however you choose to engage in literature please just do it like, your brain is say. getting activated mm-hmm. your brain is recognizing those words your brain yeah. is acknowledging that process yeah and honestly Just like so- in I'm reading Sorry. the Shadow and Bone series right now as an audiobook, and I'm glad I am because the books are written um, like with Russian dialect and things. And um, they're, I, I don't know if they're based on any sort of Russian fables or anything. I'll have to research it, but um, I don't know how to pronounce all of the names and all of the words. Yeah. And hearing them um, in the audiobook, I know I'm pronouncing them correctly but when i've been like texting our friend nurse katie to like say oh my gosh this just happened i have to look up the spelling of the person's name because i want to spell it phonetically because that's how i'm right, hearing because, it yeah i mean that was how i was with um discovery of witches mm-hmm. the time i read it mm-hmm. i was it was very much me going like isabel mm-hmm. it does not sound like a y it sounds like an i mm-hmm. and some countries and some dialects it is spelt with an i or an e so mm-hmm. you don't know how it's spelled right. so you have right. to physically and that's a y you know she right. uses the french spelling which is right. y right which is super forking confusing yeah so please I, enjoy audiobooks enjoy our podcast i mean look um, at the fucking word dyslexic I yeah. can't even spell that goddamn word. I don't know why they thought that would be the best. It's not funny. Well, it's because, I don't, it's because Thank dis, you guys realize how unfunny that is. It's because dis <laughs> means not and lex lex oh, comes from lexicon, which is word. I know fucking it's Latin. It's just bullshit Latin. <laughs> Fair. All right, do you want to talk about this book that we're reading? We've had a little oh. bit of heavy, but we're reading a, a light. Do you spicy. not want to hear about my day date for Valentine's Day? Oh, I want to hear about your day date. My lovely husband planned a whole day. Aww, we went that to was a really sports. Sweet. We did sports. We went to a hockey game, which was duller than dull, by the way. I'm. You went. I like yelling at <laughs> things. He took me to a place where it was acceptable to yell. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Okay, but that was the end of the evening. Uh-huh. So we started it by going to Georgetown because Georgetown okay. is a walking town. Okay. And it's beautiful, and you can see all the things. Yeah. It was raining in 40 oh, degrees. No. And I brought my winter coat. So the both of us were full of wet rain. But and then I you would do find... a hockey game, which is also cold. Yes. So, which I had his wet Carhartt jacket on my legs the whole time just to stay warm. Nice. Um, but we had a it's good time. Thought, right? It's the thought. We had a good time. I got, we found a couple vintage shops and oh, there was this really cool art store that was like arts and um, like vintage furniture and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's, it was all the weird shit, like the weird artists that people don't mm-hmm. get. Like it's all my aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. So we get in there and we go into the basement and there's this picture and I literally just a tear rolls down my face as I see it. So he knows I'm already in love with it. Mm-hmm. And he pulls it out and he goes, we got to go. And I go, why? And he goes, because this picture is $5,000. <laughs> so then I go, yeah, we got to go. 
I am not emotionally attaching myself to a picture. That's $5,000. We're going on a date uh, on Monday. Eventually. Well, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Spoiler, behind the scenes, we're filming on Saturday and we're going on a Monday. Um, But anyway, uh, he wanted to go antiquing and I was like, my leg hurts. I don't want to go antiquing. But we are going to a secondhand bookstore that has vintage (laughs) and... um, vintage books and I, I, older books and then we're also going to go to dinner so nice we went to the the place with the funky ping rings told me that there was a vintage bookstore down the street and i was like sweet i get mm-hmm. there it was a used bookstore yeah a shit ton of dean coon and uh no that's not patterson that's not and that's not just okay all right so let's books. talk about the book we are going to talk about Fine Print. The Fine Print by Lauren Asher, which is a part of the Dreamland Billionaires. And here's the Nerd. other two. Terms and Conditions is books two and Final Offer is book three. All three so, are out now and on my bookshelf and ready for me to want uh, to Consume during our little pot break. Exactly. Who? That's my plan. Want a synopsis? Yes. I think synopsis. Synopsis. Chicka chicka chicka. Synopsis. <laughs> that was my best rapping. I know I'm the worst. When Brady Kane finally those are words. When Brady Kane passes, he leaves behind three letters for his three grown grandsons. They must complete whatever task is said in said letters to get their share of the dreamland fortune. So let's talk about the fine print, the first book in this series. That's a full synopsis? No, I'm moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going, like, I'm talking. <laughs> Give me a second! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did you not read the notes? I did, actually. That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a screaming go, or that's my... Close enough. My bad. Can I start over? Don't start over. Just start from there. <laughs> Rowan is guarded and just wants to finish the next six months to get out of Dreamland and take over a CFO as he's planned. But then he meets Zara. Zara is a stylist at the Princess Salon when she drunkenly submits a proposal tearing down the newest attraction at Dreamland. This is how she finds herself in Rowan's office about to sign the paperwork for her dream job. So what happens after? Let's talk about it. All And all the spice that is in this book. Better? I guess. <laughs> okay, you take a whack at it, bitch. Listen, I write synopsis. Synopsis? 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 I, I don't know. I write the plural of synopsis. <laughs> and you, it's all like write- long and intricate and detailed and thoughtful. And you're like, let's talk about it. Because I don't need a dissertation. Because we want them to like the book. I don't want to give them the whole fucking thing. Well... I feel like there are <laughs> two different like... camps to this. <laughs> yes. Two I can't camps. pare mine down. Okay. I can't. That's okay. You don't have to. I'm not asking you to. Okay. Just don't expect me to write a pair, uh, 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 essay like you You do. are literally <laughs> the writer of the two of us. But it's not my job to rephrase their words. Yes, it is. We have a podcast that we literally do that on. But I'm not going to put this whole book in a paragraph. Fine. Like, agree to disagree. <laughs> you want the worst question or no? Are we going to call it here? We're done. Guys, 
wait till Greg. We're talking about this book. Thanks for coming. I want to talk about this book because I like this book. I want to talk about this book because I like this book. I was surprised I like this book. So I want to talk about it. I also want to be annoyed at you. So I'll just let's do do both. both. Let's just do both. (laughs) Lauren Asher. I love you. Lauren Asher is new to the pod. Thoughts on her writing and her writing style. So I can definitely tell that these were self-published first, um, and they were. These were self-published, and then they were picked up by the same publishing company that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, or published Fifty Shades of Grey. You know how we feel about that on the pod. I actually think this is better written than Fifty Shades of Grey, um, so that that had it going for it. Um, I bought the other two books in the series because I liked it so much. So I definitely think, I I mean, I'm going to continue to at least read this series. I mean, Um, I'm going to finish the series too. Definitely. But but you know, what's interesting to me because do you have the physical copy? I know you. Yep. And I tabbed it and I, I, the next question is going to go into where I have issues. So in the physical copy, there's pictures of Cinderella's castle, which is actually not Cinderella's castle. That was based and on roller the coasters. new Schwanstein castle. But it's basically, this is like Disney's family. This it's is like, Disney. Right. And I have a feeling that like, you know how in Fifty Shades of Grey, it was um, fanfic for uh, Twilight yeah, and and all she all they did when when she was when she was self publishing when she was publishing on um, the fanfic sites mm-hmm. she was using Edward and Bella. I right. think that when this was a published originally, she had Disney, and the publishers oh. were like, "You can't do that because that's a problem. Disney will sue your ass." I um, spoke to my cousin, who's an actual cast member, about this actually. Uh huh. And some of the details in here. I've spoke to her at detail about her job in the past. Uh-huh. Some of the information is too realistic for this not to be written by a cast member. Really? Well, I mean, I wonder if we could Google Lauren Asher and find out if she was. Um, I've Googled her and her website is very vague and she only has a cartoon picture of herself. So this is a pen name. <sighs> Shit. I am 95% certain this is a cast member who wrote fanfic. I would bet money Listen, on Listen, there are so many Disney adults that I do not, I am not surprised that there is Disney fanfic erotica. that's erotica. Exactly. Welcome to Disney erotica. But right. that's, that is a million percent. I mean, they own streaming services. They own mm-hmm. TV channels. They own mm-hmm. buildings. They, they have parks in Paris and Japan. Mm-hmm. You're... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, telling me mm-hmm, this isn't mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah so i like her writing style but i'm gonna get into my beef in this next question okay we all know here at pod we are not fans of 50 shades of gray right and we've had issues i'm air quoting with it and some of those issues arose in this book for me mm-hmm. consistency of content keeping information straight yeah what did you think of that part of this book. So I didn't find as much inconsistency as you did, which is probably because I read it as an audiobook. Um, 
I've said this on the pod before, but the reason that when it's my turn to host, I read the physical book is because I do more of a close reading when it's my turn to host, because I'm looking for those questions. I'm looking for, you know, that whole story. Yeah. When I listen to an audiobook, I'm able to like engage more mm-hmm. in like the enjoyment of it. Yeah. Um, not that I don't enjoy reading physical books. I don't want to sound right. like that. But um, so I didn't see as many inconsistencies as you did. I really had a big fucking problem with the names Rowan and Zara, which are just so fucking clear cliche for romance novel like you could have just romance names like you couldn't have picked more cliche i mean oh those those are are name generators yeah those are names that like you see fabio on the cover bodice ripper type thing i mean whatever and their their middle all their middle names are uh character knights of the fucking round round table table. galahand no 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 but um if you are looking for the disney fantasy you know welcome you yeah. found what you're looking for. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about where I started. Okay. And I'll, I'm going to show you. Okay. Okay. Um, so this is where I was pair reading. And I call pair reading where I listen to audiobook and well, physically read-, read at the same time. Sure. Because it helps my dyslexia, I think. Yeah. It, it, it helps me pair words in my brain. Yeah. Anyways. It's Read-alongs. the thing I do to train myself. It Read- is a Molly exercise. And honestly... It, Pro tip for any of those parents out there that have kids that are dyslexic, there are books called read-alongs that you can get at your local library for free um, that will have the text and they're not CDs anymore. They are like digital MP3 players that only play that one audiobook. Great um, way to engage your, um, your re- what readers. What is it the girls used to use in elementary school? If I can find it, I'll put a link in the drive, but it, it's a game slash reading app. Mm-hmm. That reads alongside the kids and mm-hmm. it'll pause and ask the kid to say out loud the word mm-hmm. and it, it use talk to text to acknowledge that they're understanding the words. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. If I can find it, I will post it in links. Okay. Um, but so my paired reading, I stopped yeah. here. You're going to see why I stopped here. Okay. That's a good gap, huh? Right. It's like maybe the first, mm, not even quarter of the book. So in chapter eight, we're starting at chapter eight. Okay. First eight. So at the beginning of chapter eight, this is page 57. Mm-hmm. Um, on page 51, she goes, I tiptoed on the tip of my sneaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two pages later, she talks about how her ballet flats are tapping the floor. Hmm. And while that's a little thing, Mm -hmm. as the book keeps going on, Mm -hmm. there become more things. Yeah. And it's not little anymore. Yeah. That's the job of an editor and your writing team. Yeah. But they're also, this is an indie publishing house, right? Same thing Mm -hmm. with 50 shades of gray. This is an indie publishing house. And so it just feels like one of those things that is, difficult not to catch yeah if in my first read i heard that and i go wait she had sneakers on why how many other people are doing that shit you know right. so, but right. i disassociated after that i couldn't sit and do the deep dive like i wanted to i was surprised at how much i liked this story because i don't like the alpha male the alpha male mm-hmm. is not for me i don't want the guy who's going to be like you know, There's only one place I want to be bossed around. 
That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but that's what's happening in this book. That I mean, that's all I want. So I, I see, that's am not... in charge 95% of the time. The rest of the time, you're the boss one more place. That's it. Uh, see, that's it's just the alpha male is not for me. And I think that Lauren Asher was trying to fix the alpha male thing by making him the artist as well. So mm-hmm. he's the tortured artist who was treated poorly by his father, which is also just a cliche. I mean, it really right. is. Um, but I mean, I'm being critical of this book, but I found it to be motherfucking hot. The gate was yeah. so hot. And so I hot. was just like, damn. Like there's a scene in which um, he says something like, uh, buy me dinner first or something. And she's like, you can eat me. And he was just yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is dirty. Yeah. It, I, there were parts that were very laughable though. Like I was yeah. like, come on, but I, it was dirty. We'll talk about it. I, yeah. Mm. The grandfather has written each of the brothers a letter. Mm-hmm. In these letters, they are told uh, they must complete a task to gain their portion of the inheritance. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this premise? Do you want me to read part of Rowan's letter? You don't have to. I mean, if you want to, but... Um, I, I will just say it starts with, my sweet little Rowan. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. know Rowan is not sweet or little. Or little. So No. Um, well, I think that that's who he really is. I think that that's not who he was allowed to be. Oh, um, Rowan was the gentle artist growing up. Right. And I think that his grandfather saw the most of himself in him because his grandfather was an artist. A creative as well. Right. Um, so I think the concept of the, of the letters, I mean, it's the major plot point of all three books, right? All three of the brothers got a letter, they all have to accomplish something or they don't get their inheritance. Right. So it's fine. Um, I don't, there were parts of it that I thought were kind of weird. Like um, I'm going to jump to the end real quick, but when, when Rowan has to present his plan, there's a board that was elected by his dad, by his grandfather. Grandfather. And Who all um, got letters. They too. all got letters too. And of course, uh, Zara is one of those and she personally knew his grandfather and all of that is just kind of far-fetched. Um, it didn't mean I didn't like it. Um, we talk about a lot that leading. if you make the cliche work, I'm going to like it, but, right. um, but it did feel a little bit like, um, I mean, but if the cliche works, I'm going to lean into it and I didn't yeah. have beef with the cliches. No, I didn't either, but the- it felt like there was a lack of finesse in the storytelling. Which is probably because she's a first-time author. Yeah. And I'm sure the next couple of books, maybe they go smoother. Well, the third one, like, is significantly longer. It's uh, it's probably wrapping everything up. Close to 600 pages. And like I said Hot before, damn. that's a lot of banging. Um, you know what sucks? I'm just going to take a pause for a second to tell you something. Not pausing the episode, but... Okay, can you see how much shelfware is on this book? Mm-hmm. Okay, I bought this copy at Barnes & Noble. I bought these copies from Amazon. No shelfware. The librarian in me is so fucking annoyed about the fact that this is beige and the other ones are white. You okay? Not really. Would you like my copy from Tom Amazon? was trying... Tom you want to go Flossies? I will send you my Amazon no. copy of fine print and you can no. have... And I'll take your shelfware. No, it's fine. Tom was trying to tell me how to shift the books on my shelf so I could make room for this hole over here, which will be filled with Sir. A, a friend's Sir. central park. And I was, like, I was like, are you trying to tell me how to shift books? He's mansplaining your degree to you? Yeah. 
This from a man. Listen to me, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't have a lot of cause to call you a motherfucker. (laughs) Bro, we don't mansplain. Come on, Tom. This from the man who the very first time that we met on our first date, he goes, you need a library degree to put books on a shelf. I married him. I was like. (laughs) Anyway, I guess that's enough picking on my husband. You want to go to the fourth question? (laughs) Sounds like a a good place to be. (laughs) Zara has dreamed of being a creator or well, she did till her ex-boyfriend Lance stole her idea for Neverland. Mm -hmm. When she gets she gets drunk and submits the counterproposal. She gets the dream job. Yeah. What do you think of this setup to get our main characters together? Okay. Here's my biggest issue with all of this. It doesn't bother me that she had um, kind of gotten fucked over by the ex-boyfriend. It doesn't bother me that she was working with the grandfather beforehand. What bothers me is that a terrible idea like that would be considered the best idea that she gets pulled into being essentially an Imagineer for Disney. Because that's mm-hmm. what basically it is. That the other thing, Disney Imagineers. The other thing that bothers me is that no one had a record of the fact that she was working with Grandpa. No one had, I mean, it was in her personnel file that she was creative and she was going to do good things. But like the secretary didn't know. Handwritten notes in Grandpa's handwriting. Right. But nobody thought to go, And the secretary hey. didn't go, hey, there's actually this guy, this girl that your grandfather's been working with. None like, of that. Like, really? This makes no sense. And she, when she started referring to his grandfather, his name escapes me right now, which why I just keep saying the grandfather. But when she referred to him Brady. by name. Brady. 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 When like, she refers to him by name as Brady, he he's like, "What? Who is she to do that to say my who, grandfather?" How by dare name? she talk about my grandfather? Why didn't she Get just say, to- "I knew him personally. He was coaching me." What this is, is this? Is my Get dream my name job. out your mouth? Get my name out your mouth. <laughs> he's like freaking out. Keep my grandma's yeah. name out your motherfucking mouth, grandpa. But like later, we learn that grandpa. Knew this whole time, right? Wrote her yeah. a fucking letter. It's right. Just- so it doesn't, to me, that seems dumb. Like, yeah. she could have just, we could have been a, a, a third of the way shorter if we, if she would have just said, yeah, I was working with your grandpa on that project. Then when he had his accident and went into a coma, I didn't feel right about submitting it and my ex stole it. She admitted that the ex stole her idea. Why didn't she just say, I was working on it with your grandpa? Furthermore, why didn't Brady have a record of this wonderful idea they were working on together? Because he thought he was going to live long enough to fix it. Because hubris of uh, age, wealth, and time. But I'm complaining, but I really liked this book. I really like this book, too. We're being, okay, as always, guys. I'm being we're really critical, but I like it. Because we like it. Yeah. There's times you can tell when we're being hypercritical because we like it. And then there's times when we're being hypercritical to be hypercritical. Right. Um, we get the pretend to be someone else trope pretty quick. Ugh. What did you think of Scott? And what did you think about how Rowan chose to just out himself? Uh, it was very much spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. It was very much love on the brain. Well, not really love on the brain because they didn't know they were talking to each other i can't believe he hid this from her it was so childish you're this alpha male and you're gonna be that fucking childish dumb it just feels 
it shows his immaturity when it comes to relationships. Right. It shows how sheltered. It shows how immature he is mentally, Mm -hmm. right? Right. It shows how inexperienced this man is with life. But we do, in, in defense of it, we do get an insight into why he did this. He wanted to keep talking to her. He wanted to get to know her more. He was afraid she wouldn't open up to him. And if he got to know her more as himself, there mm-hmm. were instances that people had sold stories about him to the tabloids. Fake and so he was afraid to tries. be right. right. And I get the... I just feel like... One, I don't... There's a two-part for this for me, okay? Mm-hmm. One, I'm not a fan, but I don't know how... I'm not a fan of this. I'm never a fan of the fake. It's that it's Roxanne, right? That's the OG story. That's the original story. Mm -hmm. It's the classic Roxanne, the man with the big nose. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'll put it in the comments, but it's this classic story of how a man's face is so disfigured that he uses another's face. And he speaks through this man to tell this woman that he loves her. But then the woman falls in love with the other guy and not her. And it's a whole thing. Anyway, if you haven't seen Roxanne, I don't know what to tell you, but that's one part of it. One, I don't know how she would, that's one, but two, I don't know how she would get Rowan and her together that Mm -hmm. way or Mm -hmm. create the initial conflict without it. And I agree with you, except that they kiss very early before he pretends oh. to be Scott, they make out in the meeting in the conference room. So there was already a sexual chemistry there. Um, mm-hmm. This was how she fell in love with him. Yes. But it's not, they already had sexual chemistry. There was yeah. other ways to do it. He could have, he didn't have to pretend to be Scott to continue to help her. I know. It just, I, as a writer, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to reconcile it either. Looking at the puzzle of the book, Mm -hmm. like usually I can figure out and navigate it, right, as an author. But I don't see how this maze unravels any other way. Oh, I agree. I don't think there's a way to navigate it any other way. So that's what we're left with. I just am not a fan of that trope. Hmm. I'm not either. It goes up there with the pregnancy trope. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a fan of pregnancy tropes or the fake pregnancy mm-hmm. trope or right or, or the dead husband trope. Not a fan of that one either. Mm. I don't like let's play on the hearts of widows thing. It, mm. it bothers me. Okay. Anyway. That um, one doesn't bother me. Interesting. It's <laughs> not that I want to kill my husband off. It's no, that, it's that more usually, of a, it, that usually the widow, when she gets the love story, it's that second chance to find true love again. And, you know, I'm always here for the slow burn. So. Right. But my problem with it is more of a, you're telling me half the 95% of the time I'm reading those books and she meets this future life-saving love interest at her fucking partner's funeral. Oh, it's, well, that's it's, it's the okay. war buddy or it's, it's his no. second cousin or it's his long lost brother who's extremely wealthy and just wants to take care of her and the kids. It's just, mm-hmm. it feels gross yeah in that context yes mm. okay. if it's just some guy right while this book is spicy this is my next book 
question. Sorry. While this book is spicy, it isn't the sex that makes it spicy, in my opinion. It's the talking and the mindsets of our main characters. What did you make think of that choice for the author to make this book hot, mm-hmm. but not sex driven? So I kind of disagree because when they bang, it is right. It is but that is not. But but here is what this book did that Ice Planet failed at. Mm-hmm. Ice Context. Planet Bar- Ice, yes. <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians did the alternating character voices, point of views, but Vectal talked in whatever language he had, like, he couldn't understand her, and it was just a fucking mess. Word. This one, we get the inner monologue of both of them, and we can tell that they're falling for each other, and we can tell that they're lusting for each other, and it is sexy as hell. And listen, when I was first started the book, I was not a fan of the way of the narrator for Rowan. I was like, oh, I wasn't either. And his voice grated on me. It did me too, because I'm not into the alpha male and that's what he is. But um, I looked it up and he has a lot of books that he narrates. Um, And And that chick did the voice of America, by the way. That chick's the voice of America in the selection. I recognize her instantly. I fucking knew I had to recognize her voice. I was like, who is this? I recognized her voice and wasn't sure. Are you sure that it's her? I would bet money on it. I'll double check right now, but I bet money on it. Let me tell you my point. So You uh, you go to your point while I look this up. So I was not a fan of Rowan, um, of the narrator for Rowan, and his voice was, like, not a turn-on for me. And funny story, Uh um, I told Tom this. I was like, the book is hot, but, like, his voice is not really it for me. Then Tom came upstairs one day while I was getting ready, and I listened to audiobooks while I'm getting ready. And I was like, see what I mean? And he's like, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. And I fucking lost it. (laughs) I love my husband so much. He is very, very straight, but he does read romance novels. And um, that made me laugh really hard. And then after the book started going on for a few more chapters, I kind of. Oh, my God, it's not her. You're right. I kind of started to really like his voice and I found it to be sexy. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't her. Just sounds a lot like her. I mean, I I recognized his voice, too, and I couldn't yeah. figure out what from. But I looked him up, and I haven't read any of the other books that he's narrating for. And hers, I don't recognize a single one of her best-selling books. She only does romance. So does he. And Which is weird, because I recognize her voice. Like, I... Well, interesting fact for all of you that are audiobook readers, the first book, the one we're talking about today, is available as an audiobook, but the other two are not. Hashtag so, not sponsored on Audible. Yeah, we're not we're not sponsored, but um, again, this is an indie publishing house, so they might not put out an audiobook for it. We don't know. Now they've grown in popularity because of the TikTok and the Instagram, so maybe. But right now, only the first one is available as an audio. Right, right, right. But the point is, sorry, I was just scrolling her her Audible to see like if I could find her. No, it. it her voice reminded me so much of America. I was instantly picturing a younger America. Like, mm. um, I think she's supposed to be. Um, isn't she Latino? Yeah. Or Greek? I honestly, Greek? Emily Clark, Amelia Clark, who's came to mind for her, this character. No. But. No. No. She's got anyway, the cuteness, next- but she doesn't have the dark features. No. Zara. No, uh, a Latino Amer- uh, Amelia Clark. 
that tiny little quirky bubbly little yeah but there probably is somebody that is the latino Latino version of anyways (laughs) who would you say fell in love first rowan or zara um I honestly think they were doing it at the same time. The problem was that Zara was falling in love with Scott and Rowan at the same time Mm -hmm. while Rowan was just falling in love with Zara. But I think that boy was at least lusting for her from the very first second he sat next to her. I I think he had feelings for her as soon as he met her. Mm -hmm. Like instantly. And I think he recognized it first. Because no, it doesn't start that way. I think he loved her first. His need to protect her and want her near him. That whole thing with the the phone number is and the buddy program. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the New York trip real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of his use of his resources? Was it believable? Did you feel like this was like a necessary plot point in this story? I think going to New York was a little cliche, but I think, because they could have just done that in Florida. Like, they could have. Yeah, um, he could have just, like, yeah. But, but, I mean, he did. He did do that in Florida. He followed her around the amusement park. Right. But, all damn day. But he could have brought her favorite author to Florida for a, right. a signing. Um, which, by the way, that series is totally Bridgerton. Oh, it's a million percent Bridgerton. Yeah. Um, You're going to mention somebody? Like, we... Mm. <laughs> the thing that just popped in my head is that like sound bite that's like you're gonna look at me and tell me that i'm wrong grow up bro grow up she came down no, in no, a, no, bubble. Bubble. <laughs> a bubble <laughs> you're gonna look at me and tell me i'm wrong <laughs> my little sister jesse and i every time jesse and i see that we send it to each other it's a so bubble. Fun. She wore a crown. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> Nailed it. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, so he could have done that anywhere. I think using it as New York was a cliche. I think that he did. They did the New York because. Oh yeah. How else is she going to get sick? Um, which she. Could they have, have to have. Sick. They have to have this. This thing that breaks them to mm-hmm. bring them back together. Right. 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 Yeah. So um, I also thought the him following around the amusement park was cute. Mm-hmm. I thought that was adorable. It's, it, it gets him on her level. Right. And I thought that was a really cute choice by the author. Yeah. And she also made him be normal. Like, yeah. you have to wait in line. You have to do the yeah. things that these people who are paying to come here have to because do. Because they, they spend a lot of money. Right. Yeah. So I want to talk about Zara's family now and her sister. Mm-hmm. She is um, second generation staff with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and her sister, who, she has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And Zara starts a mentoring program to help her sister and her sister's boyfriend and others like them. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of this use as a plot point and also a plot driver? Because, I mean, this is the end of our story, right? This drives the end of our story. Right. Um, I like that they, in the end, they were going to make Dreamland more um, accessible for kids Mm -hmm. with special needs. I did not like the plot device that Rowan gets to know her sister better to basically get her to know her better. No, And um, I was really uncomfortable with how both narrators narrated her voice. Yeah. 
I was really uncomfortable with it. It didn't feel kind. No, it didn't. Um, and as but a mom honestly, of a special needs child, like I'm always that, looking. But for honestly, that, to that is more. a direction choice, not an audiobook narrator choice. When they're in the booth, they're doing what they're told, not. Well, I don't think it would have mattered how they did it. I was going to be uncomfortable anyway. Right. I mean, basically imitating someone who has downs and that's mm -hmm. just not okay. And it wasn't meant to, and let's get the, uh, we're not accusing them of being picking on this child, picking on people with downs. It's just an uncomfortable thing. You Mm -hmm. have to express they have downs. People with downs do have a very direct way their voices sound. Mm -hmm. So Yes, they have to imitate it. Doesn't mean it has to make us comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that the sister was this driving point. I, I, I really just struggled with that part of the book. Yeah. I It could have been really any disability that would have prompted. Um, I don't know. Uh, I And just as a side note, I kept confusing her roommate and thinking her roommate was also her sister. I because her too. roommate does all the stuff with her family too. And so I kept getting confused on that. Um, I don't know. Do you think there really are generational families working at Disney? There is. Yeah. Multi-generational. Mm. Sounds awful. Multi-generational. I don't want to be that happy all the time. <laughs> It's not about when I miss April, I'm happy for 30 minutes at a time. And then I get to go be back to being myself. It's the only income in some areas for people. Yeah, but not not where they are located in Kissimmee, Florida, Orlando. They could work at a lot of different places, all in the service industry, if that's what you wanted to do, because they're right. Orlando, Orlando is a massive Mm -hmm. tourist trap. Mm -hmm. But yes. Disney yeah. does have, but Disney in Cali, have you been out there? I've been the, to the living situation in the area around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to um, Universal Hollywood and to, uh, well, MGM Studios is what it was called when I was there, but it's not that anymore. But it's yeah. part of Disney. Um, so, oh, uh, California Disney. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what it's called now, but it's a studio. They it's California to... Adventure, they call it now. Okay. Well, the, the left side of Disney in California. Yeah, One well, side Disneyland or Disney World or whatever the fuck they call it on that it's side. land in California, world in Florida. Yeah. Um, so that's the driving force in the right is her sister with Downs. The whole park is blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, my final question is, I wanted to know if you had any favorite characters, final thoughts, April Goodreads, that kind of stuff. I am wondering, I have a wonder, I wonder if the um, roommate with her chef story, if that's going to come back at some point, because I'm wondering if it's the younger brother, like I know the older brother is definitely going to fall in love with the The secretary, the secretary, they're definitely going to be propagating kids and she's going to be, yeah, but the younger brother maybe. Well, but wasn't she dating? She was lesbian or bi? She, well, she was dating a woman in the book. Like, she dated the other chef who was a woman. But right. that story kind of got a throwaway, so I wanted to know more about that. Um, Maybe we'll get a novella. That'd be great. I don't know. Um, I I really liked their story together, but I don't mm-hmm. really find Zara or Rowan likable outside of each other. 
Agreed. Zara is too happy. She's really annoyingly optimistic, which we actually learn is because um, she had some mental health issues and um, was trigger warning was suicidal. So um, <laughs> when when some people are uh, forced happy, yeah. it is a, a it's a coping mechanism to push right. us through the day. Right. Well, I think that she was like that and then the boyfriend broke her and then she got back to being like that. But I just don't find her really likable. And I don't find him likable either. I'm not into the alpha male. But together, I really liked them. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. And I did take issue with the epilogue and they're married and now they're reopening. And blah, and blah, then blah. the double epilogue where they've got kids. Where they have kids, and... yeah. I mean, I liked... That story wasn't necessary. We knew what they were going to do. We could end it there. <laughs> I know I'm not getting any more books. I like that because that ends the story for me. Okay. Well, see, I am. I already bought them. So. It, 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 I know I'm not getting any more books of those two because of those two things. Mm -hmm. And I'm good. What was your uh, Goodreads? I gave it a three and a half out of five, but a five out of five on Spice. On the sex mm. scenes. That's yeah. So, I any it, final thoughts? Um, I will definitely be finishing the series. It's probably going to take me a while because I read it's because I don't have audiobooks for it. It's only physical, so I have to read it in between pod books. So I don't know when I will, when? but um, I'm definitely going to finish the series. I really liked the I, the concept. Um, I thought it was really cool. It felt original. It did. Um, and I'm okay with Disney like fan and i think i want more of it <laughs> i like disney um i'll call myself a disney adult adjacent yeah I, I i mean we got lightsabers last time we were there right i yeah. can't we're taking there. the boys this year right there. actually uh the girls all of us got lightsabers mm -hmm. um we did that whole experience it was mm -hmm. expensive as shit but it was mm -hmm. worth the pennies because it's something we'll never get to do again right um I love Disney. I love going. I don't like paying for Disney. Um, yeah, Disney is really expensive. I really enjoy this. So I'm sure the Disney adults love this. Mm -hmm. But as I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to send a copy to my cousin and have her read it mm -hmm. just because I need to know a cast member's feelings on mm -hmm. it. Because I feel like well, there's the consistencies and the realism yeah. of what it's like for them versus yeah. how it's portrayed might be an interesting thought. Well, well, one of the women on my staff worked for Disney for like 10 years and she had refused to read it because she was like, she had started it and she was like, nah, I can't do this. But I convinced her to read it again. <laughs> so. um, but she's actually a bookstagrammer too and potentially coming on in season five. Nice. So, well, I don't usually mix work and pod, but um Let's do it. Going to, so. Okay. Let's talk about next week then. Uh, yeah. So actually, uh, can we talk about all next month? Because mm -hmm. this is the last month, the week of February. So uh, we're actually only going to do three episodes in March. We're going to take a week, the last week in March off. So we can take a little break and a refresher. It, it's also birthday month in the Biggs house, Matt and Piper's birthdays. Mm -hmm. So James is turning 10 in March. I'm going to have a 14 year old and Matt's turning 40. I feel a lot of things. I don't want to talk about it. I okay. have a high school freshman next year. I this know. year. All right. So our first book for um, March is In Abundance of Catherines by John Green. It just occurred to me that John Green is not on our season five list. And every season, John every Green, season. every season. John Green, every season, he's on. 
so we I have feelings to... about the audiobook narrator of this, by the way. Okay. Well, this is his second book um that he wrote and it uh won the Prince Award, um, which is uh excellence for young adult literature. It's from uh, American Library Association. Um, so an abundance of Catherine's. Um, then we are going to have uh, Molly's friend Hillary in Ireland is going to join us for St. Patrick's Day um, to read. Oh, my God, what a complete Ashling. Um, and this is the book. It is an Irish author and an Irish book. And um, we're all going to just pretend like we can understand. <laughs> Hillary is going to have a guide for us, she said. She's yeah. going to have a little Irish to English dictionary yeah. squared away. And she's actually going to host that episode. Yeah. She is. She's she going to host that episode. Um, and I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Um, it is. I mean, then- I know you have feelings about Hillary. Not against Hillary, against me more. Because mm. you think I've replaced you even though i didn't replace you i keep Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i keep you you're mine Mm -hmm. you came first sure but she's gonna be my like my kid's mother-in-law one day i'm 95 percent certain sure all right you'll see (laughs) the last episode for march that we are doing is a special guest Francesca Zappia Chesi will be here to talk about her newest book, Raymond Fair, which actually comes out in March. Pre-order it now. We'll put the link to her website. I'm reading it. It is a Grimm's retelling. And guys, I mean, look at that cover art. She's so talented. I don't actually know if she illustrated the cover art. We'll have to ask her. But she did do some spot art in the book, um, as she does for all of her books. Um, and she has become a friend of the pod and autographed our copies and she's just so sweet. We like her a lot. So word. So that's what we have got coming up in March. I see Jesse. (laughs) Check social media. I did post a carousel that gives more information about our guests, um, and tagged Francesca Zappia in it. And you guys can see that April Hillary and I all have the same notes. (laughs) I don't think we do, but it's okay. They're very similar. Okay. They're very similar. Nobody that's has to believe I, me. It's, it's that's just all me. I've got. We're going to take a week off. And so not next week, but we're going to do three episodes in March and then we'll take a week off. So yeah. next week we'll have John Green because every season, John Green, every season. John Green, every season on. until he's on. And we're going to read Abundance of Catherine's. And Abundance of Catherine's. And Abundance of Catherine's. And that's all I got. I got nothing else. All right. We'll I see you guys next time. I love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on book besties don't forget to like and subscribe the views discussed here are those of molly and april and not those of anyone else today's book was fine print by lauren asher your book besties are molly Beggs and april watkins editing by thomas watkins and music is sleep sweetly by Brigida. don't forget to follow the book besties on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube if you'd like to contact the book besties please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or visit our website www.bookbestiespodcast.com until next time besties get lost in your favorite book.